Welcome to another hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Oh Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at Sidkid80. Once again, at Sidkid80, that's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. You can follow me at Kim McGee on the Twitter and again, it's going to be on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, you can catch up, up of all the four five live shows throughout the week. Say that five times fast. So <laughs> if you happen to miss it, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on Twitter at Sports Zone, uh, Sports Zone Shy. Twitter still uh, exists, by the way, by the time we get off the air here. And you can follow Sports Zone Chicago, all social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And speaking of our podcast, Second City Sports, you, you can listen to our podcast by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine box on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One more again, as the kids would say. Follow War Media at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions, do our two-hour extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. We know it's a snow day for, for you folks in western New York and up and down the East Coast, the upper East Coast. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid or tell us something that Twitter is about to go away in a matter of moments, I give Lakina full power to give you fools to build a beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you that Sports Hall Chicago is now also available on Roku TV. That's right. Get with the program and celebrate with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku TV, just tap on the sports photo and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, you have a bunch of handheld devices that you're, that you're using and have not used for a while. Just download the Roku TV app and access Sports on Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Hall Chicago is now available on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and 365 days a year. Okay, so we got a lot to do today. This is Second City Sports in this Friday edition. Now let's talk some NBA. The Bulls didn't have a, a good you know, showing on Wednesday, losing to, to the Pelicans. They actually will hope to bounce back tonight and uh, hope to snap a three-game losing streak against the Magic tonight at the UC at 7 o'clock. I mean, you know, the good news is that Kobe White will be back, so I think that should help the Bulls a little bit. The shooting's been a real problem for the Bulls, unfortunately, and especially in the last couple of games. I, I you know, I, I feel like they're, you know, I'm already seeing Bulls Twitter. You know how Bulls Twitter will be, you know, whatever, you know, Twitter, whatever it is, but... <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, people are already freaking out. People are already like, saying bad things about them. Look, they, they they know that they haven't been shooting the ball well these last couple of games. And I think there needs to be kind of like some accountability. And so, so hopefully, look, Orlando's going to be playing shorthand. And, you know, Paolo Pacero's out. I, I know uh, Wendell Carter oh. Yeah, yeah, it's already been uh, – I think he's been banged up. I know Wendell Carter has been banged up too. So – Looks like the Magic are going to be shorthanded, so there's no reason why the Bulls can't win this game against Orlando. Of course, this is uh, 
Vucevic is a former team. So, Sid, what do you think? Are you concerned about the Bulls and, and whatnot? Are you giving up on them already like some people are? And, am I concerned? Yes. Am I ready to give up on this team? No. But this losing streak has to stop somewhere, Lakina, because we talked about this before the season started, that this Eastern Conference is too deep. You have Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, uh, even though those teams are suffering through their injuries. Uh, they're making their moves right now. You, you see what the Cleveland Cavaliers have done. They been not down to earth a little bit, but they're still a good team. But, but for this Bulls team, they have to come out with better energy. We did not see that at all uh, last Sunday night against the Denver Nuggets. You definitely did not see that in the second half against the New Orleans Pelicans. It was a competitive first half, but that second half, they had a couple of silly bad turnovers. Uh, they're letting guys just go up the lane and, uh, and dunk the ball and tip dunks and layups. And I, I thought I was watching uh, bad, uh, grade school basketball, to be honest with you. But uh, the, the team defense m must improve. Uh, you got to get more contributions off your bench. I know Alex Caruso showed up with 13 points off the bench on Wednesday for the Bulls, but everybody else was MIA. Uh, Patrick Williams, we've been praising him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had an off game with five points and four rebounds, but you like to see uh, other people st step step in and step up besides uh, Nikolai Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. You got, it's got to be a team effort. And People can say what they want about Lonzo Ball. You wait for his return. He's still not going to return for a while, folks. So if you bank on him to make a miracle return sooner than rather than later, it's not happening. So he's not part of this team yet. I don't think he's starting uh, light drills yet. So uh, it's going to be a while before he comes back. He's not going to save your season yet. The people who are on their roster right now must step up and do the job. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, I think Orlando, this should be like a nice little, you know, kind of like get right game for the Bulls tonight. I know Orlando, like I said, Pachero, Paolo Pachero's not going to play, unfortunately. I know Wendell Carter Jr. has been banged up, so, you know, they might, be, you know, Orlando might be playing shorthanded. Tonight, it's like Kobe White will be back for the Bulls, so that should help mm -hmm. them a little bit. You know, the Bulls got a pretty tough schedule after this. On Monday, they got Boston. Uh, they host Boston again. Then they have Milwaukee for the first time this year. Then they play a pretty solid OKC team. Then they play Utah and Phoenix. So it gets, excuse me, it gets a little bit tougher for the Bulls, especially after uh, that. You know, after this game, they go on the road against you know, some pretty tough uh, squad. So if you're the Bulls, you want to try like make some, you know, make a little bit of headway here and try to this sort of your chance to kind of like you look. Know, like you're you're in a really tough part of your schedule. So hopefully, you know, look Zach and you know Zach of me can you know look great. You know, tomorrow looks good and. Like hopefully, like the contributions from the, the bench guys, those are really like going to be the key. I mean, mm -hmm. they've been outscored, you know, by other teams' bench like multiple times, you know, especially in those last couple of uh, games, especially when they lost pretty badly. So this, the bench really needs to step up tonight, and hopefully, you know, they can. I know Andre Drummond, you know, has been sort of starting to kind of get back into mm -hmm. it. Goran Dragic, we need to see more of that. You know, the Goran Dragic we saw from those, you know, couple of games that the Bulls won. I know Caruso's been good, but he's been up and down. I know Derrick Jones Jr. needs to. Uh, contribute Javante Green as well so a lot of those guys need to step up because it's really been the bench that's been killing the, the Bulls especially in those last three losses you have a question or comment about the Chicago Bulls are you concerned right now or are you jumping off the bandwagon even though there's six and nine on the young scenes right now you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube type in your questions and comments in the comments section Lakina will get them up on the screen for you Lakina I agree with you as far as the benches because as I mentioned Alex Caruso he was the only one to step up scoring rise uh, the other night in New Orleans, uh, scoring 13 points. But Javante Green, who's been very good, especially defensively this year, he has to uh, pick it up scoring-wise and also, too, with the addition of Kobe White. 
Uh, Gordon Dragic, I know he didn't have a good game on Wednesday, but I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a pass because he's been carrying that bench all year long. And so uh, it, uh, it happens every once in a while that you're going to have some off nights. And, and that's okay from Gordon Dragic. I, I expect him to pick it back up tonight, especially with the addition of Kobe Wright returning. But my concern for this team is playing a full 48-minute game. You definitely did not see that last Sunday night against Denver. You definitely didn't see it on Wednesday at on the road against the New Orleans Hornets. A Hornets team that was playing with Zion Williamson, by the way, and they were still were able to do what they wanted to do against Chicago. Like I said, it was the tail of two halves. The Bulls were down by five or six at halftime, and then early in the third quarter, you come out lackluster like that. Uh, any team, especially a good team, will jump on that, and that's what happened uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. They, they leave – Balloon to 20 at one point by the end of the third quarter and beginning of the fourth quarter. And that's and, and that's all stems to the fact that you came out there lackluster to start the second half. And that's been the problem for the Bulls. They have not played a full 48 minutes. You know, usually have like one bad half and then you know, they get themselves into a hole and they try to get get back mm-hmm. out of it. You know, they've they've been able to get out of it a couple of times, but the last couple of times, unfortunately, they haven't been able to get out of it. So it needs to be a little mm-hmm. bit of consistency here. Is it coaching? Is it the fact that you know the conditioning and whatnot? I mean. Some needs to some needs to give here, and I think you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully after tonight's game they can kind of get it going because, like I said, they have a tough stretch of games after tonight. So they look past the magic, and then hopefully they can you know get going, you know, especially for Boston on Monday. All right, Lakina, as usual, let's go backwards in, into um, what impressed you, good and bad, from the rest of the association this week. I'll start. Uh, the Nets and the Trailblazers uh, played it played into a classic finish last night. Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Portland Trailblazers 109-107 thanks to Royce O'Neal's tip-in uh, layup uh, after the, the missed shot by Kevin Durant. That Portland team looks nice, uh, Lakina. I'm not saying they're going to make any uh, hayway as far as going to the playoffs. They they may do that, but we still have a, a long way to go. But with Damian Lillard in there healthy, uh, that team is a very dangerous team. Jeremy Grant. Me personally, he should be on the Bulls right now, but that's not going to happen. But the, and Anthony Simons, too, I believe he's in his third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a nice look at squad when Damian Lillard's healthy. Yeah, it looks like, yo, they're 10-5 and five right now as of this recording. I'm talking about the Blazers, and uh, they've been pretty impressive. I mean, remember, they, they played a couple of weeks without Dame, and they are actually able to free, you know, was pretty slow. I think they only lost, like, one, like two games while he mm-hmm. was out. So and they beat Phoenix in that stretch, too. <laughs> yes, they did. So, you know, that's a, a good showing by, uh, by Chauncey Billups there. Looking pretty good so far with the trailblazers so hopefully they can keep it up that's a very tough western conference now as for brooklyn they, they really needed that win that's this win desperately because you know all this stuff with Kyrie and whatnot so you know they really needed this and you know with everything else that's been happening as well eula watsonave had a career high 20 points off the bench so it's really been kind of it's been this uh the, the the bench guys that have kind of stepped up for them as you know we talked about with the mm-hmm. bulls you know their benches have been kind of lackluster the Nets players have been pretty solid too. Um, ben Simmons had 15 points, of course, also coming up about his work, eth- work ethic and whatnot. So that's being brought up again. But look, you know, nonetheless, a nice win for the Nets. Yeah, and also to uh, staying on the West Coast, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers uh, get by the young Detroit Pistons team last night, 96 to 91. The Pistons led by 12 early, but it was the Clippers' defense to help turn that game around. Of course, Paul George. Uh, did his thing on the defensive end. Reggie Jackson had a season high 23 points uh, last night. The Clippers are now 23 and one when they hold their opponents to 40% or under uh, uh, in shooting. And they held the Pistons to 37% shooting last night. I saw that yeah. stat watching the game. 
Yes. So that, that's incredible. And yeah. credit to Tyron Lue uh, for that. Yeah, it looks like the Clippers are starting to kind of turn the corner a little bit. You know, some people, Clippers fans were wondering, like, you know, can they figure it out? They can, of course. You know, Kawhi may has returned to the starting lineup mm-hmm. last night. So that, that, I think that helps a little bit, too. You kind of, I'm sure they Yeah, 25 kind of, minutes of action. Yeah, so they try to kind of like slowly kind of get it back, get, get, get him get him back mm-hmm. into a groove. So, you know, that that's, you know, it is what it is with that. But, you know, you, you get by a really solid um, uh, Detroit uh, Pistons team. So a nice showing by them. Now, going back to Wednesday, uh, the role uh, woes for the uh, Warriors continue after they lose to the Suns. 130 to 119 campaign led the way with 29 for um, for the Suns. And uh, look, unfortunately, the Warriors, you know, they're 6-9 right now. They're 0-8 on the road. That's a, a bigger stat there. Folks are already, you know, they're kind of starting to freak out as well. So I don't know. what It's kind of a tale of two different teams. I mean, I don't know. It's because. They can't their shots, you know, on the road. Like I do, like they can't at home with the home cooking. So, like, I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> yeah, and Draymond Green's not playing the way that he did last year, especially during the playoffs. And you, you, you have to wonder it, 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 with that situation between him and Jordan Poole that happened in the preseason. Is it still lingering? Is it still affecting him? Uh, we're not sure, but I'm sure some element of that still has something to do with it. But uh, the Warriors, uh, I still have faith in them that they'll turn that situation around. Now, I'm not going to call this team your adoptive team this year, Lakina. You can claim it if you want to, but this team did something that the Bulls couldn't do and beat the Pelicans, which they did on Wednesday, the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Rick Carlisle's kind of found his niche with uh, with his Pacers squad. Like I said, they got some really uh, good, uh, solid players on that team, so it looks like I look. I'm not gonna say that the you know, I think the pace will be right there with the Bulls. You'll know, find to get out, make sure they're not in that uh, playing. Mm-hmm. So it looked like I said, it looks like Rick Carlisle might have finally found his niche with this team. So a really solid uh, win by uh, by the Pacers. Yeah, and staying uh, with the East, uh, the New York Knicks uh, get a tough win on the road. They beat the Denver Nuggets 106 to 103. Jamal Murray missed a game potential uh, game tying three, which would have sent the game into overtime. The Knicks really grueled out that one. That, that game on the road, I had a chance to watch some of that game live via this computer screen. And the Knicks, mm-hmm. uh, you, had, you had to throw them in that conversation with the Bulls and Pacers as well. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to be like kind of fine to stay out of that uh, that play-in. So uh, yeah. I think the Knicks are going to be right there as well. So, of course, Julius really had 34 and 11. So that that's sort of like the thing here. And look, that was a really tough game. And I think, you know, Murray just missed. I think he shot a little bit too hard there with that three-point that would have forced yeah. overtime. But, you know, like I said, if you're the Knicks, you, you take a win on the road especially. Yeah, and the Knicks had a successful uh, a week so far on their West Coast road trip. They defeated the Utah Jazz on Tuesday, 118-111. to And uh, going back uh, to the city of New York, the Brooklyn Nets got destroyed by the Kings on national TV. Remember when I made a joke about all those old Sacramento Kings players playing, they could have played and scored 160 points that night. Yeah, but, that you know, yeah. sometimes those games happen for the Brooklyn Nets. And as we mentioned, they bounced back last night with the last second win at Portland. Yeah, going back to the, the Kings, that Kings win uh, on TNT against the Nets. I mean, that, that they couldn't they could miss a shot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was, you know, it was sort of crazy. Look, they got some you know, good players on that squad. I mean, Demontius Sabonis had seven, had 17. Harrison Barnes, yes, he's still there, folks. He's kind of like the old, reliable yeah. guy. Uh, uh, Keegan Murray, of course, the rookie from uh, Iowa, only had four points, but he made some uh, big stops late. Uh, Kevin Herter, of course, you know, Atlanta fans remember him. He had mm-hmm. 19 leading the way for them, but it was, but it was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe Michael, of course, you guys remember him. He had 
had a 15, but Terrence Davis had a career high 31 off the bench. I remember that name. <laughs> he went to Ole Miss. He was all SEC. So, you know, a nice little showing for him. So that's one of the reasons why that they were able to score for 153 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the Nets have been doing very well defensively. Uh, uh, they had an off night on Tuesday, but they picked it back up again last night well, against the Portland Trail Blazers. You had to give Jock Vaughn credit uh, for the uh, for the Brooklyn Nets uh, as they try to ride this situation, like I said, with Kyrie. So we'll get into that with Christine a little bit next hour. But on the flip side for Sacramento, call me crazy. I know it's early before you get at me. I know it's early, but can you give Mike Brown the head of coach of the year award for Sacramento? Yeah, I know we're only like about nine and a third into the season yet, but I, I yeah. think, look, I, I think, well, yeah, look, I think he's done a really great job. You know, he's kind of getting the best out of that squad mm-hmm. so far. So hopefully they can keep it up. I mean, look, they've beaten some, they've beaten some pretty decent teams. They've, they've beaten the Lakers, they've beaten the Nets, they've beaten mm-hmm. the Clippers. So, you know, yeah. that, that this, yeah, they beat the Warriors team. too. Yeah. Oh, the Warriors too. I mean, that this is a team that, that's sort of like, like I said, they, they've kind of been like right there. Like they're no longer a laughing stock. So if you're, Playing the the Kings, you know you can't really count them as an easy win now. So again, will will that change by the end of the season? Who knows? But let's uh, uh, let's go into the rest of the schedule for the tonight and for the weekend for the rest of the association. Of course, we have Orlando at Chicago at seven o'clock. At six o'clock, we have Miami at Washington to take on the Wizards. At six thirty, we all have the Charlotte Hornets visit Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. The first game of the ESPN Friday Night Doubleheader tonight, we have Milwaukee at Philadelphia at six thirty. At seven o'clock, we'll have Indiana at Houston to take on the Rockets. At seven o'clock, we have OKC, the Thunder. They've been looking good on that East Coast road trip later. They gave Boston a scare on Monday. Uh, they'll take on the Memphis Grizzlies at seven o'clock. At seven thirty, Denver at Dallas. Uh, I believe Jokic and I forgot who else is out for tonight as far as we know right now. So uh, the Nuggets are ahead with health and safety protocol issues mm-hmm. right now. But those two teams still play will still play tonight at 730. At the same time, we have Boston and New Orleans, the Celtics against the Pelicans at 8 o'clock. Phoenix at Utah, the second half of the ESPN doubleheader tonight. The Knicks at the Warriors at 9 o'clock and at 930, the Pistons visit the Lakers. Should be a fun one that uh that the Suns a uh, Jazz game. I think the Jazz beat the Suns earlier, so I'm sure they're gonna want to get a little get back there. I'm talking about the Suns mm-hmm. on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Uh, Toronto and Atlanta. That should be a fun one at five o'clock. Orlando and Indiana. You know, off a of, uh, they're not playing a back to back. I thought the face were. Yeah, Orlando is. Mm-hmm. Orlando. Well, yeah, Orlando is playing coming off a back to back, so they might be a little bit tired. They're gonna take you know, down. Uh, I know well, both teams are, yeah. yeah both, both teams, teams are. are. Yeah, yeah, both teams are coming out back to back, so we'll see how they both look. The first game of the NBA TV doubleheader should be a good good one. You got Minnesota and Philadelphia at 6 30, 9 o'clock. Another good one here. Utah coming off a back to back. They face Portland and Spurs and Clippers ran out the Saturday night schedule for tomorrow night. Your Sunday schedule looks like this. The Knicks will visit the Suns as they continue their West Coast road trip at 2.30. At 5 o'clock on Sunday, Charlotte at Washington to take on the Wizards. Also at 5 o'clock, Detroit visits Sacramento to play the Kings. At 6 o'clock, this should be a good one here from uh, Brooklyn. The Nets will host the Memphis Grizzlies. At, also at 6 o'clock, Miami will visit Cleveland. That should be another good one. And uh, at the same time, at 6 on Sunday, Golden State will visit Houston. At 6.30, the Nuggets and Mavericks will finish their mini two-game series. I don't know why the NBA did this, but well, it, 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 it happens, folks. And then, of course, rounding out the Sunday night schedule, we have San Antonio visiting the Lakers at 
Yeah, going back to that Golden State and Houston game, Golden State hoping to get their first uh, road win of the season. Um, uh, Cleveland trying to step a five-game uh, losing streak, so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with that game against Miami. And San Antonio and the Lakers. I mean, we'll see if LeBron's able to play. I know he hasn't played the last couple of games. Yeah, the Lakers are dealing with a whole lot more than just Russell Westbrook's issues. And Russell Westbrook has not been the problem. He's been playing very well as of late. But like we said, Lakina, the Lakers are dealing with a whole lot of injuries. If they, if they can get the certain guys healthy, uh, maybe they can muster something out this season. If not, it's going to be another long year for those folks out there on the West Coast. So there's your uh, weekend schedule for the rest of the National Basketball Association and abroad. Lakina, we had to get into week 12 of college football do mm-hmm. i have that right week yep. 12 you got it yep. all right week 12 of college football is uh, uh, upon us tomorrow's games illinois at michigan will chase brown play we'll give you the answer on that ucla and usc the battle of la uh, this matchup hasn't happened with this these stakes so high in a long time and also two other key matchups and we'll try to get Lakina's top five Heisman Trophy candidates and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on SportsZone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Join that music a little bit too much there. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports, the hashtag Football Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG. We have 90 minutes left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to get it at us via the comments section, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's now, uh, before we preview Week 12's action in the world of college football, just a couple of scores to pass along. Last night, uh, SMU, uh, they get dominated by number 21, Tulane, 59 to 24. Northern Illinois on Wednesday, they lose to Miami of Ohio, 29-23. Northern Illinois is now 3-8 and eight on the year. You can forget about the MAC Conference Championship game. Western Michigan gets by Central Michigan, 12-10. Eastern Michigan defeated Kent State, 31-24. Eastern Michigan is now 7-4 on the year, 4-3 in the MAC. And a couple of scores from Tuesday. Bowling Green gets by Toledo, 42-35. And University of Ohio dominates Ball State 32 to 18. Yeah, going back to that, uh, I think that was that was a Kent State uh game. No, wait, no, that was a bolt. No, that was a bowling green Toledo game. That that came down to like a nice uh Hail Mary. It was a it was it'll be a great call. So if you guys mm-hmm. have that chance, uh, go look on YouTube and check that out. That was a <laughs> probably one of the crazier finishes from this year so far. Now going to the week 12 action. Uh, Friday, South Florida, Tulsa at 8 on ESPN. Then you got San Diego State and New Mexico. I think San Diego State can uh, wrap up their division, the Mountain West, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they can at least like be, you know, be right there like in that uh, realm of in the in the Western Division of the Mountain West there. But Navy faces uh, UCF. That's at 11 o'clock on ESPN2 tomorrow. Uh, Illinois and Michigan at 11 a.m. on ABC. Uh, Illinois has lost two in a row, so we'll see if uh, Chase Brown. Not no updates on whether or not he'll play uh, this uh, tomorrow. I haven't seen the update on him. I know he. I know he's been limited in practice the last couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. Michigan hoping to hold serve for their uh, their showdown with Ohio State on you know next Saturday, but that's a that's a different week. But I'm sure. Jim Harbaugh will make sure his guys doesn't you know, look 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 past Illinois because they've actually been pretty good this year. Excuse me, Illinois. Yeah, Excuse yeah. Me. Michigan's a 17 and a half point favorite. The over under total is 41 and a half. As you mentioned, Lakina, Illinois. As we talked about this on our last show on Monday, that the Illinois secondary was going to get tested. They got tested very hard against Purdue and their quarterback uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell. And she had a, a, a heck of a day with three touchdown passes. Watch out for Ronnie Bell, the Michigan star wide receiver. He has 45 catches so far this year and two touchdowns. But if you're Illinois, you def- definitely had to uh, double, maybe even triple team him because we all know that Michigan can run the ball. But uh, Ronnie Bell could get open, too, and make some big catches downfield. Be interested to see if they if uh the Michigan offense exposes that. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens, you know, with the with the wind with the with tolls and stuff. I know it's gonna be very cold and windy uh there tomorrow. It's snowy too. I know yeah, they didn't I, get as much as Buffalo did, but woo. 
yeah, it's going to be very snowy there tomorrow. So it could be you know, crazy conditions there for that game. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, better conditions on down down in Waco for uh, TCU versus Baylor. Uh, TCU, you know, they're right there, number four in the, in the uh, college football playoff there at 10-0. and 0. Now, I'm sure that you know, Baylor, they've, uh, they lost last week, but I'm sure they would love to play spoiler for TCU. So this should be an interesting one there. Uh, I was going to ask you, should, should TCU be on upset alert? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I know that. Look, okay. I know that uh, Baylor is not, you know, it's not. This was a Baylor team from last year, but look, I'm sure there's still a lot of uh, great uh, players on that squad. So it, it might, it might get a little interesting. So again, look, you know, TCU played it very close against Texas, so they are. Mm-hmm. I think I, I keep telling people they are beatable. So I think we'll see if Baylor's defense can step up, but they're, uh, they're, they're running attack. Um, by Richard Reese, they, he needs to sort of step it up too. So you know, expose that run defense by for the Horn Frog. So it should be interesting. I'm not gonna say that uh, Baylor will upset TCU, but I'm I'm saying TCU should be on upset alert. Well, Vegas may have a slightly different opinion. They only have TCU favored by two and a half. On yeah, the road. so like I, so like I said, they probably think it is gonna be an upset alert. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens in the big news Saturday game. All right, at eleven o'clock on ESPN Plus slash S. SEC Network Plus. We have number eight Alabama hosting Austin P. Austin P is seventy three. Alabama, who are ranked number eight in the country, they're checking in at eight and two. It shouldn't be no problem for Alabama. At the same time, on ESPN three, we'll have number nineteen Florida State hosting Louisiana. Florida State checks in at seven and three. Mississippi State will host East Tennessee State. Let's see. In on SEC SEC Network at eleven o'clock, we'll have Florida traveling to to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Florida six and four on the year. At eleven a.m. on CBS Sports Network, UConn will face Army. And on the big ESPN, at the same time, we have Wisconsin at five and five traveling to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, to take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting there. Going back to that UConn uh, Army game for a second, they're 6-5, mm-hmm. they're already bowl eligible. Jim Moore Jr., I mean, he and his family, they, they live in a haunted house, I guess, you know, over there in, uh, in Connecticut. But at the very least, he's been, they've been playing very well. So no ghosts uh, for uh, the Husky football program. <laughs> uh, Northwestern and Purdue, like I said, Purdue's in the driver's seat in that Big Ten West. The long sales yeah. trouble, that Big Ten West is there. So that's going to be at 11 a.m. on FS1. Indiana and Michigan State, that's going to be on the Big Ten Network. Duke and Pittsburgh at 11 a.m. on the ACC Network. Number 15, K-State against West Virginia. That's going to be on the Big Ten Plus slash ESPN Plus. Yep, at 1 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network, uh, Washington State will check in at 6-4. and four. They'll travel to Arizona Stadium in Tucson, Arizona, to take on the 4-6 and six Wildcats. On ESPN Plus at 1 o'clock in the American Conference, we have 6-4 and four Houston. The Cougars will travel to Dowdy uh, Franklin Stadium to face 6-4 and four Eastern Carolina team. Houston's 4-2 in the American East Carolina's 3-3. Three three. Big, a bigger game for East Carolina. Yeah, they want to keep pace, you know, for that division. That's our, our buddy Tuan Staley, friend of the show, uh, went to school there. I know he's going to be excited mm-hmm. for that matchup coming up tomorrow night on ESPN Plus. Uh, Oregon State at Arizona State. That's at one fifteen early. Uh, Pac twelve yeah. game on ESPN two. That's eleven fifteen out those in the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to be used to playing those type of uh, games. Uh, Boston College and Notre Dame. That's at one thirty on um, on NBC. Of course, uh, Boston College. They've been you know three and seven. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you know people think that Notre Dame has an outside shot of going to the playoff. I don't know no. how, but okay. 
No, oh, they okay. don't. No, no. yeah, it's it, yeah, it. That Stop lets... it. They should win tomorrow. They're favored by 20 and a half, but no, 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 no. no. Especially Move gotta, on. Move yeah, on. especially since they got to face uh, USC next week. Uh, George, number one, Georgia will go against uh, Kentucky on CBS. That's a 230. Kentucky's smart from their loss to Vanderbilt. Uh, Georgia trying to keep keep pace as being the top seed in the college football playoff. Yep. Also at two thirty on ABC, we had number two Ohio State. They'll they'll be traveling to College Park, Maryland, to take on the six and four Maryland Terrapins. Ohio State is favored by twenty seven and a half. I think Maryland can maybe keep this slightly sneaky close early, but uh, to, Ohio State just has too much talent. Like I said, hoping to hold serve for a shutout against Michigan next week. I know if you're Fox, you're hoping that both Michigan and uh, Ohio State win their respective games tomorrow. Yeah. Way. they can they can really hype that. Uh, that uh, that game next week again. This time over at uh, in Columbus, Penn State at Rutgers at two thirty on the Big Ten Network. Miami and number nine Clemson on ESPN. I think. Do you think Miami else. can keep that close? Uh, mm, uh oh dear. Uh, <laughs> uh mm, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know that they dub Miami has. So like I don't like. Well, we'll see, but I don't know. Uh, Texas and Kansas at 2.30 okay. on, on Fox Sports, uh, FS1, I should say. Uh, Iowa and Minnesota, this could be kind of like who knocks one, who knocks the other out for to have an outside shot of the Big Ten West. So this is a, kind of an elimination game for uh, for uh, for the, the the winner of the loser of this of this match. It is. At 3 o'clock on, on the big Fox network. So both yeah, Minis- teams are still – yeah, both teams are still like right there – yeah. They're both at four and three. This could this could knock one could knock the other out, especially if yeah. where where things happen in front of them with uh, Illinois and uh, Purdue. Yeah. Also, too, the, that's the four letter network calls it a statement Saturday. As you mentioned, Minnesota's ahead uh, by one win, seventy three. Iowa six and four. It's going to come down to the running games for both teams. And for my guy Tanner Morgan, do not turn the football over, please. Don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I have to yeah. say. Minnesota's well, favored yeah, by two and a half. Yeah, I'll say yeah, this is probably a pick on there, so it should be interesting uh, that matchup. Um, Cincinnati and Temple, that's at three o'clock on ESPNU. Something weird's going on with the background. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tennessee and South Carolina go into the night games. That'll be at six o'clock on ESPN. Stanford and California, that's at four thirty on the Pac-12 Never, Of course, the big game, as you call it, from like over forty years ago. Uh, four <laughs> years ago, I should say the band is out in the field, but that, that won't be the case this year. But I think both teams are just trying to fight to be uh, bowl eligible. So this is sort of like a, a must win for both teams. Yeah, at 6.30 on ABC in primetime, we have number 22, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They will travel to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the 5-5 five and five Sooners. Of course, Oklahoma uh, having a, a down year, 2-5 and five in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, they're trying to improve their standings. No, they're not going to go to the college football playoff, but maybe they have an outside shot against those uh, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day games. Uh, we're not sure, but uh, this, is, this is a bigger game, obviously, for the Cowboys. And OU's favored by a, a touchdown and a half, seven and a half points. But I think Oklahoma State could come out of there with a win. This will be the first time that uh, Mike Gundy's went back to back games against Oklahoma. So if they mm-hmm. would win tomorrow, the the old Bedlam series. I mean, you know, Oklahoma's not having a great year this year, so they sort of like lose a little bit of its luster, but still a great rivalry game nonetheless in state. So. 
This should be a fun one. Uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas at 630 on SEC Network. Boise State in Miami. That should be a fun one out west in the Mountain West. That's at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Both uh, uh, Boise State 6-0 six, six uh, conference play and uh, Wyoming's at at five and one, so it could be an elimination game for that part of the division. So if Wyoming wins, they have the tiebreaker against Boise State right now with a uh, only like I think like they only have one game left, regular season mm-hmm. game left. So that's this this big one there on the CBS Sports Network. At seven o'clock on the Big Fox Network, we have number seven, the USC Trojans playing in the Rose Bowl, and this stadium is going to be full, by the way, but. U- USC getting only 6,000 ticket requests from UCLA. That makes no sense, but that's another issue. But uh, UCLA ranked number 16th would be the home team for this one. USC is 9-1. UCLA is 8-2. 5-2 in the Pac-12 goes UCLA. 7-1 in the Pac-12 play goes USC. USC still has an outside shot to get into the national uh, college football playoff. If they win now and win their conference championship, they should be able to go. Lakina Chip Kelly has a chance to upset USC from the home fans. USC is a two and a half point favorite. This should be a classic game, but I expect this to be some sort of a shoot shootout. I'm assuming you're gonna have this guy as one of your top five Heisman candidates. Caleb Williams from USC is having a great year, over three thousand yards passing and thirty one touchdown passes. He's definitely up there in the uh, in the Heisman uh, contender. I think I saw him. He's like the number fourth, number four in the odds makers seal you know, for them. So. That mm-hmm. that's gonna be yeah that should be interesting uh, there. Uh, you know, as for this game, I need you know them lose the UCLA losing to Arizona. I mean I don't I don't know what the hell happened there, but that kind of <laughs> lose a little bit of its luster. But this is a great rivalry nonetheless. It's good to see that both teams are in the top twenty, which we haven't had in the last uh, couple of years. So this could mm-hmm. be the, probably going to be like one of the last you know times they'll be facing each other as members of the Pac twelve. So. That's a that's you know doubly uh, big for multiple reasons at seven o'clock on Fox. Yeah. So it's good to see this rivalry uh, reveling again. So it should be a fun one. Both you know, there's still still conference implications too. So they're still like that that log jam. So I think if UCLA wins, USC wins, I should say they're they're probably going to be like in the driver's seat. You know to you know to be one of the top two teams. Remember they didn't they've done away with the conferences. So right now yeah. it's USC and Oregon, and Oregon plays Utah. So as we're going to go, that's one of the late games. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens there. This could definitely these these two games are going to decide who's going to go to the Pac-12 championship in a couple of weeks. You listen to Second City Sports, a hashtag football Friday edition. I'm Sid Deslakina, live at 11 Color on Sports on Chicago as we preview some of the key matchups in week 12 in the world of college football. You, I was going to bring up uh, uh, that was going to be my next point, Lakina. Let's not forget about Oregon. Let's not forget about Utah. Let's not forget about Washington either. They're 5 and 2 in Pac 12 mm-hmm. play. Yeah, they face uh, Colorado. They host Colorado at 8 o'clock on the Pac 12 network. Uh, upsetting Oregon. That, that helped them out a lot. That that's puts them right there in the. Uh, Sorry, in the cusp of that as well. So a lot of you know, mm-hmm. a lot still to be decided. You got yeah, a couple of weeks left, I should say, in the, on the Pac-12 side. So still a lot to, uh, yeah, still a lot there. Of course, your standings right now: USC, Oregon, Utah, UCLA, and Washington, and also Oregon State's there too. So they may have an outside shot as well. So those mm-hmm. still a lot to be decided there in the last couple of weeks of the well, the, the Pac-12 season. I know that uh, USC has uh, Notre Dame a couple of weeks after uh, UCLA, but still, I mean. Still a lot to be decided there, and that game, uh, that Washington-Colorado game will be at 8 on the Pac-12 Network, and that Utah-Oregon uh, game will be on ESPN. That's the late game at 9.30. <laughs> 
At 8 o'clock on ESPN2, we have UAB at 5 and 5, traveling to Baton Rouge, Louisiana at Tiger Stadium to visit the number six ranked LSU Tigers. LSU is at 8 and 2 on the year. Brian Kelly and company, they are favored by 15 points. Lakina, if you're LSU, you still have a, a you still have a decent shot of making it to the college football playoff. First, you got to worry about the S- getting this game out the way. You may have to face Georgia in the SEC title game. Brian Kelly cannot screw this up, can he? Can he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty decent, yeah, they got a pretty decent uh, scheduling, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, can LSU, you know, hopefully, look, you know, they're, that's a U, uh, Utah, uh, UAB tennis 5-5. Five and five. They still got um, Texas A&M, so, you know, even after that, so I know they can't screw it up as they go into the uh, uh, face in Georgia and SC title game in a couple of weeks, so they, I'm sure they know they can't afford, especially if, you know, I'm sure whoever uh, loses um, Michigan, Ohio State can come up next week, you know, assuming that they mm-hmm. both win their reception games tomorrow. That's a whole different uh, different thing there. So we'll see what happens. And two games that have been canceled for this weekend is Coastal Carolina and Virginia. Of course, the, due to the tragedy at Virginia last weekend, uh, we send our uh, hearts, thoughts, and condolences out to uh, the University of Virginia. And then, of course, the other game that's been postponed, the, this one has been postponed due to the weather in Buffalo, New York. Uh, Buffalo were, were supposed to face Accra tomorrow, but, of course, because uh, three feet of snow, uh, that game uh, will be moved to a later date. All right, we have a few minutes left, Lakina, before we call it quits for hour number one. Who are your top five Heisman candidates as of right now? Okay, in no order, C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. uh, from Ohio State. Uh, of course, Caleb Williams from USC. Uh, I think Sesson Bennett could sneak up there, too, from Georgia. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, I think Hen Hooker, especially if they have a nice show in these last couple of games, I think he can probably sneak in there. And I think a lot of people are not talking about this guy, but you know, his team just won the coastal division, the ACC. Drake May, I mean, he's bringing all types of passive records over there that has been mm-hmm. holding for a long time. So he can, you know, he has a average of, I think, you know, he's third in the nation in passing. Um, he's like right there behind CJ Stroud for like the most touchdown passes in FBS. So probably a guy that a lot of people are not talking about. So that's another guy that's probably going to be, uh, there. So I don't be surprised if you hear his name coming up. I think, uh, Michael Penix Jr. Might be up there too, especially with a great performance against Oregon last year, last week, I should say, Matt Dugan from TCU, Bryce Young. Yeah, though, you know, they rarely, uh, want to give guys back to back, uh, Heisman. So that those might those three might be in my sleepers uh right now but again look weird things happen in the Heisman I think these last couple of weeks are probably going to be the telling I want to uh piggyback off your point about Hooker uh the star quarterback for Tennessee he needs to have mm-hmm. a, a a strong finish because of the way Knights just hit himself personally, but the way their whole team played uh, at Georgia a couple of weeks ago. And don't let that final score for you of 27 to 13. Oh, they were sort of kind of sort of in it. No, they got their butts handed to them. They got the doors blown off. Hooker, who's been very good all, all year for Tennessee, he needs to have a strong finish. Absolutely. And I think Blake Quorum, I think if you do a good, have a good game against Illinois and even better, have one next week against Ohio State, that, that should mm-hmm. help him there. And in uh, that sense, you know, Michael Penix uh, Jr., same thing. You know, this this game against Colorado. Also, you have a good game against Wazoo uh, next week, the Apple Cup. Uh, love that. Love that. Love the fact that both teams are, are going to be ranked. So that's, you know, very excited for that one. Love that rivalry. 
so yeah, so a lot you know, to be decided. I mean, Bo Nix, if he has a good showing too against uh, Utah and against Oregon State next week, I think he could probably probably sneak back up there as well. I know he's had a couple of bad games, especially last week against Washington. So look, there's yeah. still a lot of a lot of names will probably uh, are sort of you know a lot of names that will change. I know, I know uh, like I said, Drake May is a guy that you know no one's really talking about too much, but he's like I said, he's like all the passing school passwords there in North Carolina. So like I said, don't be surprised if you see him in New York. All right. Our number one comes to a close. Our number two opens up after this. We'll have our Bears Falcons preview. We'll give you our thoughts if the Packers are officially done, especially after that debacle last night against the Titans at Lambeau. And we'll have our girl, Miss Christine, the Queen Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to uh, give for her to give us her week 11 NFL picks. That and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You listen to the hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Old Chicago. that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to our 3-3 ball game. Excellent field position. Off the play fake. Fields in trouble. Steps away from the rush. Fields will throw over the middle. Come back to help him out. And a first... First down, the play fake. Fields flops it over to the sideline where Cole Komet is waiting. And come back. First down, Goff off the play fake on the roll. In some trouble and like a heat-seeking missile. Third and goal. Swift on the pitch. Can he get to the edge? In the end, no! Bears stop Swift. All right, almost interrupted Kevin Kugler there from Fox Sports from last mm-hmm. week's Detroit Lions-Chicago Bears contest. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Hashtag Football Friday edition. We're in hour number two. We're live in Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter in the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. We have less than 60 minutes left for this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to get at us via the comments section, you can always go to Sports Old Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Old Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. We have our homegirl, Christine, the Queen Manica, coming up. But before then, in the meantime, in between time, Mr. Kids will say, Lakina, let's get into this quick preview of the Bears. Falcons contest that will take place this weekend from the Mercedes-Benz Dome in downtown Atlanta. The game will be aired on Fox 32 here in Chicago locally. And the number two crew of Joe Davis, Darryl Moose Johnson, and Pam Oliver will have the call for this one. Lakina, taking a look at the office of uh, rankings coming into this one. The Bears' office is ranked number 13th in the National Football League, while the Falcons check in at number 20. As far as total defense, both defenses have been terrible this year the bears ranked number 22 overall while the falcons are dead last in passing the bears are ranked dead last while the falcons are the third worst in the national football league ranked 30th for those of you scoring at home but that both these teams can rush the ball very well the bears ranked number one while the falcons are right behind them at number two lakina marcus Mariota. I, I thought he was done i thought he was toast uh, though, why is this guy still in the lead? But he surprisingly is having a good year for the Falcons, and he's part of that rushing attack that makes that Falcons offense go. Yeah, they're already. It looks like we may have some audio issues with Lakina. We'll check it back in here with her. Game, I guess. Of course, he okay, played with the Bears for a, a little bit. It was was released. So I'm sure he's going to want to you know, run all over, especially since he knows that Bears uh, run defense isn't very good. So it's going to be interesting uh, there. Demir Burr is another uh, wide receiver, probably one of the better wide receivers that they have on that team. Uh, of course, Kyle Pitts, I know he's going to give me a guard. Jalen Johnson, of course, you know, if he is still, you know, I, I don't think he's practicing the last couple of days. talking about Jalen Johnson. So he's definitely going to be a tough, uh, tough guy to try and tackle. Um, it looks like Khalil Herbert is going to be out for a few weeks. So mm-hmm. That that's going to be a little bit of a den that Russian attack. You know their defense is uh, so kind of blah. So it, it's really mm-hmm. like I mean not not really like a lot of guys to you know go to, run too much about. So like I said, this could this could be one of those high scoring games again. So like I don't know. Like I said, first to thirty five, I guess might win it. So you know, who <laughs> knows? But uh, yeah, which defense can step up a little bit? I, I don't know. You would think that the Bears were learning a lesson from last week. Um, by giving that game away to the Detroit Lions, they were up, they were up by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. But uh, Justin Fields' pick uh, pick six uh, turned that game around, and 
you saw what happened uh, uh, with uh, with the Lions. But for this week, Lakina, the Bears should be able to put up 30 points. I expect them to do that. Like you said, Khalil Herbert is out. But if David Montgomery plays, I know he, he missed the last couple of days of practice due to personal reasons. But if he plays on Sunday, uh, I expect him to have a good game. If if you're Justin Fields, I like the way he, that he's playing right now. But hopefully you can limit the runs for him. Is You want him to run when there's trouble. But you don't want him to run too much because he may pop a hamstring. He it may something happen with his knees. I don't know if he paid attention to his post game uh, presser following that loss against the Lions. He says he's he he's now tired. Uh, you definitely do not want to hear that from your quarterback. But he's telling the truth because we all know that the offensive line for the Bears, at least pass protection wise, stinks, and he has to do a whole lot more than he wants to. But he has to, to keep that Bears offense afloat. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, I'm looking for Cole Komet to have another big game. Two touchdown, another two touchdown performance would be great. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I expect Cole, Cole commit to have a, a big game. Let's see what the wide receivers. Hopefully, you can get Chase Claypool more than two targets, please. Can we get that, Lakina? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's too much to ask. You traded a second round pick to get this guy. Yeah, it's sort of it's a little bit nutty that uh, that he's only had two targets already this year. And, and the weird thing about this is that look, I I heard uh, Justin uh, Fields' comments. I I believe it when he says he's tired. I mean, look, he's yeah. exhausted. Like you don't want to you look, you don't want him, especially in that turf in Atlanta. You don't want him to have to you know pull a pull a hammy or you know, God forbid you know he tears a a, 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 a his knee. So you don't want him to mm-hmm. do that. So hopefully the O line can kind of keep it going. Like I said, that that front seven from Atlanta is kind of blah. So. They should be able to, you know, keep him. Maybe not. I don't know. But you know, like I said, it's gonna be one of those. Like, like I said, it's gonna be one of those games where a person thirty-five will win this. And and then, like I said, I mean, I probably won't pay too much touch to this game either because it's just like really, like I, I don't like no. I, w- I will I'm say this saying- for, yeah, I will say this for Atlanta. Uh, I know people are asking, especially for those of you that play play fantasy football like we do. Well, where's Cal Pitts? And uh, we'll see if he shows up on the stat sheet on Sunday. But their rookie wide receiver Drake London, he's something special. Yes. Yep, and yeah. give Ryan Pace and Phil Emmy credit. I know both those guys used to work here in Chicago, but give both those guys partial credit for drafting him. He's having a, a good year for, uh, for the folks in Atlanta. But on the flip side for the Bears, who's going to step up defensively? Is it the um, the quote-unquote legend Jack Sanborn, number 57? Oh, boy. Will oh, it be gosh. somebody else, Kyle, uh, Kyle Gordon? Will it be uh, our guy, Jaquan Brisker? Uh, who's going to step up to make a big play on that Bears defense, as if we expect it to be high scoring on Sunday, and that, I think that's going to be really, really going to be the key because like another neither of these defense defense or anything to write home about. So like I said, it's going to really depend on which defense can have that big play, you know, force a turnover, get or get that pick six. I mean, that that's going to be going to be the really the big key here uh, for this game uh, deal on Sunday. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, you know, the course, you know, look, they're playing indoors, so the weather weather will be a, uh, an issue. So, you know, like I said, we, this could be like one of those close to 30, 35 points. So I'm, I'm not like, I, I, I don't know, like, like a defense. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the parlays are. I don't know what the over under is, but I would say take the over if you're betting this Yeah, game. we had the Falcons favored by three. Yeah, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. For that <laughs> All right. You listen to Second City Sports to the Hashtag Football Friday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Uh, Lakina, uh, are the Packers done? They lost to the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau last night, 27-17. Uh, Aaron Rodgers admitted after the game he threw a couple of wobbly wobbly balls. He did throw uh, two touchdown passes, both of them to Christian Watson, 
who had a big game last week in that comeback victory against the Cowboys with three touchdown passes. He added two more last night off of four catches. I know the staff last night because I had to pick up Christian Watts because, I have, you know, I have Cooper Cup on my fantasy team, and I was hurt by this. I had to go scramble and go get a wide receiver. Uh, Christian Watson picked up 18 points for me last night. So uh, that's that's my personal story from, from that game last night. But, Lakina, that – the Titans, as we talked about before, we, we talked about over the last few years on this show, they seem to hang around, hang around, uh, and and they usually up the, uh, are up there uh, with the top teams in the AFC. I know they play in the bad AFC South division. The Colts may have something to say about that. We'll get into them uh, next, out, next half hour, I should say. But Ryan Tannehill last night, he had two touchdown passes. He did have a pick, but he threw for 333 yards. Yeah, of course. Remember Derek? Derek Henry also had a touchdown uh, pass, so that was a. I think yeah. that was like just his, I think his third of his career a touchdown uh, pass by Henry, and also too, of course, you know, did his thing, you know, with eighty-seven yards. They actually kind of you know limit him in the, in the rush his run department, like the the Packers did, mm-hmm. but they did they did um, they did keep uh, drives going, so they kept uh, Rodgers and the Packers off the field. So that's another kind of reason why they were able to kind of get things going. And you can tell you can tell that that thumb of Aaron Rodgers is bothering him. That's yeah. you know that's been a hindrance for him this, these last couple of weeks, especially. So I'm wondering, look, I don't want you don't want to say the Packers are done, but they're kind of like you know on the cusp of being done, if that makes sense. So that's sort of like another thing that they got to worry about too. They've got a pretty tough schedule coming up. Uh, the Titans can probably seal the division, you know. They're but then again, the Colts are right right there by them, right behind them. So mm-hmm. you know, still have to be decided in that that division too. Yeah, going back to the Packers, I think we talked about this on our last couple of shows, Lakina. Uh, most of this will have to fall on Matt LaFleur's sh- shoulders. Uh, should he get fired? No. But uh, should he be questioned uh, with some of his decision-making? Yes. And how much uh, influence and, in parentheses power does Aaron Rodgers have over the organization? Apparently a lot. And you remember when Matt LaFleur came in there in 2019, they ran the ball uh, very well. And they carried them to the NFC Championship game before getting their doors blown up by the San Francisco 49ers. It helped out Aaron Rodgers, especially later on in that season. You would think they would go to that same formula. It just hasn't happened. And their running game uh, for the Packers was nothing to gloat about last night. And we told you before the guys before the season started, the Green Bay Packers defense was still it was going to be good enough, but it hasn't been dominant uh, as the past three years. And that, that their defense has started to crack too. Yeah, and I think that's sort of been the issue there. It was unfortunate because the defense has actually been pretty solid for Green Bay. Unfortunately, it kind of let them down. They'll go mm-hmm. giving up that what fourteen uh, play uh, drive to the Titans. Of course, they 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 didn't score that on that drive, but that was always a problem where they you know they had that they kept drive scoring. They couldn't make any stops to get themselves mm-hmm. off the field. So that's been the kind of like the big problem there. So whether it's you know passing or whether it's like I said, you know Derek Henry running wasn't really big wasn't really a factor. So. It's sort of one of those things where it's just like, you know, you wonder what's going on there. Uh, I mean, uh, Derek Henry scored 10 rushing touchdowns in five straight seasons at, up to this point. He joins guys like Daniel Thomason, uh, Adrian Peterson, Sean Alexander, and Michael Turner there. So, you, you know, you're And wondering. I use very own Michael Turner. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm like I said, like I said, I don't want to, uh, you know, count uh, the Packers out. You never want to count an Aaron Rodgers team out, but they're, they're four and seven. Still crazy things can happen in the NFL. The NFL has been kind of weird this year, but mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, hmm, nah, I don't know. That this might not be it for them this year. 
Yeah, the, the Packers' next two games are both on the road. They're at Philadelphia next week, and they come to Chicago two weeks from to, – not today, but two weeks from, from Sunday. You know, the Bears-Packers can get crazy, especially the way this Bears offense has played. Uh, it could be another wild one, but we'll see what happens there. You're listening to Second City Sports. Hashtag Football Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in 11 color. Sid Lakina coming at you as we uh, – talk nfl we'll give you our picks for week 11 coming up in our next break uh, featuring our girl christine the queen manica uh, buffalo we, we talked about the snowstorm that they're going through right now uh ex- two to three feet of snow uh is mm-hmm. expected for that city for the western new york region it, it's so bad they had to move that game uh, from buffalo to uh, the city of Detroit this weekend right. for the Buffalo Bills in, in their fans. So it was a nice gesture for the NFL to do. They kept ahead of the storm. We we thought we were going to have an announcement later today, but the NFL uh, was smart and they made the announcement early around this time yesterday afternoon. Yeah, but seeing some of the tweets coming from Buffalo, I mean, a lot of the, some of the players have already lost power, and in some mm-hmm. cases that they may not get to the they may not even get to the uh, the airport. So they're leaving tomorrow. So that's going to be a big issue. They're going to talk about the three the three to four five feet of snow in that part yeah. of the, uh, New in that part of New York. So I think that's probably another thing there too. I mean, it makes sense that they want to go to Detroit because they played it. They played Detroit on Thanksgiving. I'm talking about the Bills. So yeah, they might as well stay in there anyway. Yeah, they might as well stay there. You know, for the next week and a half. So. Like I said, I mean, they're doing it. I guess they're keeping everybody updated. You know, like, like I said, some of the guys have lost power. Uh, they're uh, doing a head count, so that might be a problem if some guys can't make it to the airport if they're stuck in their respective apartments. Maybe they should have made tried to make this decision probably a little earlier. Maybe, or maybe they didn't. Or you would think, <laughs> but, the, the, but I guess maybe they didn't. They didn't know how uh, bad the storm was going to be. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it's okay. I know, like I said, we'll give you our picks coming up in our next break. But the Buffalo Bills, as of right now, they're favored by eight points. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a high-scoring game. I was actually looking forward to watching the game in the snow because you know that it's all about the defense. It's all about the running game uh, in in those type of elements. But like I said, given the current situation, the NFL did the right thing. And I'm glad they made the decision yesterday instead of waiting until last minute. Like you said, Lakina, some of those players already lost power. You would think the whole team would have traveled by now to Detroit, but it seems as, as unfortunately for some folks, it's not the case. Yeah, so I, I know people already said, oh, yo, they're being, you know, they're being soft and whatnot, but look, I mean, you, know, you can't put, you can't play in three feet of snow, or especially, no. you know, you gotta think of, you know, traveling and such, so yeah, I think people... Right, not just for the players, but for the broadcasters and the fans as well. Also for their families, too, they gotta make sure yes. they're safe, so yeah, I think this... They made the right decision, like I said, I wish they had done it like, probably, like, well, maybe a day earlier, maybe on Tuesday, perhaps, but especially once, you know, word came out that they were going to do it. So, you know, they're going to have to think about that. But, yeah, they, hopefully everyone can make it there to Detroit Vice on, you know, tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully that'll be the case here. All right, Lakina, what other games are you looking forward to this weekend in Week 11 in the National Football League? We're already Week 11, which is a little bit nutty. I know. <laughs> that they're only halfway through the season. Uh, I mean, the Eagles-Colts game, we'll see how the Eagles uh, bounce back, you know, off a short week and that loss to Washington. So that we'll see. I mean, they, I, I think they, they've, they've signed uh, Linnell Joseph and uh, Ndamukong Sue. We'll see if they'll be able to play t- uh, on Sunday. We'll see about that. That should be interesting. Yeah, Jeff Saturday's there. first home game. He's going to yeah. get a roaring ovation, too. <laughs> Yeah, that should, uh, that's going to be a noon game on ES uh, CBS, I should say. So that should be a fun one. I'll be watching this game, uh, that game via my uh, laptop here. Also, to the Jets and the Patriots. 
Uh, the, the Patriots already have lost, have won the first meeting a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. So Jets are hoping to get a little bit of a, a get back there. Uh, I mean, oh, the Cowboys and uh, Vikings, that's going to be the game of the week on CBS. So that should be a fun one. Uh, yeah, speaking too. of locally here in Chicago, you'll get to watch the Philadelphia Indianapolis game via your television if, if, you, if you choose to. Right. So that should be a fun one. Of your <laughs> right. Yeah. Chiefs and uh, Chargers. It looks like uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen will be able to play. I know they've been, I don't know if they've been before, but I know that they've been living it in practice the last couple of games. So, you know, we'll see. The, and I think, look, I think even the 49ers and Cardinals, that should be a fun one there as well down in Mexico City. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, down in Mexico, go city. Like I said, the 49ers are starting to turn it around. Speaking of the 49ers, they did beat the Chargers at home last Sunday night. As you mentioned, the Cardinals, I don't know if they're going to get Kyler Murray back, but uh, they had an important win at Los Angeles against the Rams last Sunday afternoon. Speaking of the Rams, Lakina, I know that Matthew Stafford is supposed to be back, but Cooper Cup, it looks like he's going to be gone for the year. Uh, mm-hmm. with that ankle injury. I know they have issues with their running backs. Kyron Williams uh, is activated. Uh, Cam Akers didn't want to be there, but he's still there. Allen mm-hmm. Robinson, people are throwing shade at him because he hasn't been that big. Uh, he hasn't performed up to his, up to their standards uh, with being that big free agent signing from Chicago. Uh, it's just a mess going on with the Rams right now. Who would have thought that, this, uh, that we would be talking from a year from now that Cincinnati has a better shot of getting back to the dance uh, instead of the defending champion Rams. I don't think anybody thought that. Talk about a Super Bowl hangover, I guess. But like you like been saying, I mean, um, you know, Stafford, Stafford's elbow, you know, their defense has been okay, but mm-hmm. they haven't been great. You, know, you tell that not having Von Miller there, I think that definitely uh, is sort of a hindrance there. Their O-line isn't very good. I mean, you, know, you thought the Bears' O-line was pretty bad. Rams on last, you know, it's just as bad. So, yeah, a lot of things happening there in the old Super Bowl hangover as well. But our girl is here. So let, let's introduce her, please. Yeah, she's from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's our homegirl. She's our NFL Pick'em's guru. Here comes our girl, Miss Christine the Queen Manica. What's Yay! up, Christine? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I see you sporting that uh, Illinois uh, fighting the Illini sweatshirt. You I see I, there. I, I know it's warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's, it's all cold. about. Yeah, so I know it's cold over there at uh, in Sioux Falls. So <laughs> it's been so yeah. too. I'm thinking. Uh, I know Lakina sent out a silly tweet to all three of us last Sunday afternoon. Uh, we know that the Bears uh, gave that game away to the Detroit Lions. So what did you think about Justin Fields' performance? He said after the game that he was tired, and you saw why. If you saw the highlights, you saw mm-hmm. that game. What did you think about the Bears' performance last week? They put up another thirty piece again. I thought it was funny how he said, I'll never throw another interception again in my career. And I just got to laugh at that because once he throws another interception, maybe this weekend, just have that interview dubbed over over all that. So He was talking about the pig sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think, look, the, the guy, he's got a lot of, possessed to him he knows how to run the ball we we all know that we see the numbers that he's putting up but can he throw the ball if you really want a true franchise quarterback someone that can potentially be an mvp maybe you gotta do it all you you can't just run the ball all the time you gotta be able to trust your receivers or the coaches have to be able to trust you to throw the ball maybe he's having some accuracy issues right now 
maybe they're realizing because this was my big thing with him that he isn't able to see the entire field in front of him for whatever reason maybe because he has his back half of his back turned still so i don't know there, there's a lot of reasons why i think um he he just isn't quite there yet but that being one of them because eventually other teams are going to pick up on that and they're gonna they're gonna recognize it right away that he's running the ball and he's not doing himself any favors either by how he's finishing those plays he's not sliding he's using his head his shoulders neck all that stuff so the guy's gonna get himself hurt eventually and there's there's not really a solid backup for the bears right now so that gets me a little bit worried actually well, yeah, that the whole thing with uh with that running, you know, he even said, I, I'm hoping that turf doesn't, you know, get him because we all know that turf can be unforgiving in Atlanta. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, hopefully he doesn't step on it uh, wrongly, you know, and tears an ACL or, you know, yeah. tears a hamstring or something like that. So that, that's a whole right. different, yeah, that that's a whole different uh thing here. Uh, let's see. Uh, what 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 so far in the NFL has caught your eye? We're already in week eleven, so have these any surprises, any disappointments, the weirdness of it? What what what's kind of caught your eye in the NFL this year so far? I think just how lackluster the Rams have been this season, and coming off of that Super Bowl win, and we see that often with teams after they go to you know the big dance, sort of speak, and and I think that's one of them. I think I'm a little bit surprised at um how kansas city hasn't even been that explosive this season they've had a lot of great moments don't get me wrong but they're kind of flying under the radar at the moment the team that surprised me especially after their loss on monday night is the eagles you know like who would have thunk that their winning streak would be broken by the commanders i mean i didn't i didn't expect that coming at all um, a team that I'm not surprised at is Minnesota because I, I said it from the offseason. Once they got Ken O'Connell, once they got, you know, Quasi, uh, I, I knew that they were going to be gunning for the NFC and gunning for that title. And I still think that they have a chance for it. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Lakino. I know I picked Minnesota to win the NFC North, and, and right now they make it trying to make believers out of a whole lot of people. Of course, last week's game at Buffalo, which was the game of the year, I had the chance to watch mm-hmm. on the majority of that game is entirely via this computer screen. Uh, it was a very good game to watch, and Buffalo, they had their chances. They were up by double digits, but they let their foot off the gas. Josh Allen made some dumb decisions, and Minnesota got back in the game and they took advantage of some miscues. Christine, I know you saw this, but in the fourth quarter, Buffalo had to do just push the ball out the end zone. How in the hell you fumbled the snap? <laughs> when you're that nervous in a setting and knowing that everything's on the line in that game, that's how you do it, I think. It, it was it was just too much in the moment, I think. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there. So, yeah, that's going to be a whole different situation, with, especially with uh, with Josh Allen's arms. That's a whole mm-hmm. different thing now. Let's go through the uh, the MLB awards uh, winners real quick. Of course, uh, Aaron Judge wins MVP in the AL. No, really, no big shocker there. Mm-hmm. We all had him, we all had him uh, there. He joins the likes of uh, you know Joe DiMaggio and Roger Maris for winning uh, MVPs. I think he and, and Babe Ruth as well. Also, Lou Lou Gehrig. Um, you know, sort of. Are you guys were you guys surprised by that? You know, just a, a quick answer. No. no. Okay. <laughs> 
on the NL side, I mean, I think we all, I think we, I think we all had uh, him. Paul Goldschmidt from uh, the Cardinals. After mm-hmm. being close like three times, he's, he was like second. You know, he finally gets over the hump and wins uh, his first uh, MVP award. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that one. Either. No, I think I predicted that one as well. We, I think we predicted that one too. I think we really did. Even though his teammate was up against him too. Now, uh, cover your ears, uh, Christy. Uh, this one for the uh, side. I know. We're going to talk about the side. Yeah. A unanimous, <laughs> yeah. Justin Verlander from the Astros. Well, I think he's a free agent right now, but because he uh, he uh, declined to qualify an offer. But, you know, a, a unanimous uh, winner for AL MVP, his third, uh, AL Cy Young, I should, I should say, his third Cy Young, of course, you know, overall. Yes, at least Dylan Cease was right behind him in the votes. You know, he came in second, didn't come in last. So maybe next year for him. Yeah, Justin Verlander, we talked about last week, and we talked about it all all, all season, that uh, his comeback story was going to be a part of the reason why he won the award, coming back from Dom, Tommy John in. He had he had a great season. He was uh, dominant for the majority of, of the season, and yeah. he helped yeah, Houston to that uh, top record in the American League. And so, like you, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Chris, thing about Dylan Cease, I uh, told you his teammates cost him that award. He should have had close yep. to 20 wins and wasn't for bad defense and, a, and that piss poor National League you call type offense in singles. It doesn't work with the home run hitting team, but I digress. <laughs> also, the fifth oldest to win uh, the award. So, congrats to him. Also, congrats to first time winner, uh, unanimous win on the NL side. We all had this one Marlins, uh, uh, Sandy Alcantara. Completed 20, 222 thirds innings and had six complete games more than any other team, not not just CO player, any other team this season. So no big surprise there. This is definitely going to be his uh, coming out party. Uh, he's the first Marlins player to win the award as well. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Right on the uh, well, the manager side. I know Sid has a bone pick with the NL manager uh, of the year. It ended up being, of course, the Mets's uh, Buck Showalter. I mean, I mean. I think it's more of a name thing than anything else. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel like this was sort of like a name award. I, I think, I don't know how, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's a reputation uh, award for this year. Let's say both show uh, the he did deserve credit for the way the Mets came out uh, uh, this past season. Yeah. They had the division, but you got swept by the Cubs and you got dominated by the Braves in second to last series of the year in, in which the Atlanta took the NL East title. I know before people start yelling at me, well, see, it's a regular season war, not a postseason. I get it. But the way the Mets performed, especially during the month of September, I think most of those voters forgot. I thought um, Thompson, uh, the manager of Philadelphia, should have won that award. Remember, they, they fired Joe Girardi early, early in the season. People counted them for dead. And that team rose up on the ashes, and they were one of the last teams to clutch a wild card spot out of the NL. Yeah, I, I agree there. So, you know, but even still, I think this is like what his uh, his third manager of the award, I, I think. Well, actually, it's actually the first to do with four different teams. So this is like its fifth, I think. Oh. So, yeah. So, first guy to, you know, just the first yeah. guy to do that. So, on the AL side, uh, really no surprise, Harry Francona. I know I was cheering for uh, Scott Service, you know, my guy from the Marlins, but I, I'm a Mariners, I should say, but I'm glad that uh, Terry Francona, he's a deserving winner, especially after. After the trade deadline, they didn't even uh, make any moves, and they were able to come back and win a division. You know, still pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, Bill's very impressive. He did something the White Sox couldn't do: win that trash ass division. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the AL for the Rookie of the Year, last but not least, our guy Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners uh, led all rookies in uh, in home runs, 
uh, war, uh, a B war, uh, which is uh, the bad uh, uh, F war, which is um, LPS and, and among other stats. So yeah, you got the big contract and now he's got a, a work of the year award uh, in his resume. That's how you do it. Yep. And also too, of course, the winner of the National League, uh, Michael Harris II, uh, had 19 home runs, 27 bases, and a 4-4 offensive war, 1.3 defensive war. After he, he look, remember he didn't get called up to like the 28th. He didn't get come uh, uh, call up until like during Memorial Day weekend. So you know, congrats to him. Yep. All uh, right. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that closes our uh, second to last segment of the show. We'll have our week 11 NFL picks coming up with our girl, Christine, the queen, Manica. We'll ask it, are the Packers done after last night's loss to the Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football? And we'll, we'll get her thoughts of co-hosting her uh, morning show with the male friend <laughs> and a whole lot more. <laughs> you listen to Second City Sports, the hashtag Football Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's the cleaner. It's Christine. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Welcome oh. back to Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday Edition. This is our last segment of, of the week and last segment of the show. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine, the Queen Manic from, from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You can get at me on the Twitter at the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter at Aquino's going to be on the IG. You can get at us via the comment section on Chicago, Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Typing in questions or comments in the comment section, Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But before we get to our uh, picks for this weekend's games for the National Football League, Christine, uh, we'll get a quick answer from you. Of course, the Green Bay Packers lost by 10 at home at Lambeau to the Tennessee Titans last night, 27-17. Are the Packers done at 4-7 and seven as far as playoffs contention this year? Well, knowing Aaron Rodgers, when he decides to play, he'll <laughs> play. So I can say they're not done yet. It's just, you know, it's disappointing to, to see Rodgers, you know, pick and choose what game he actually wants to show up in. Yeah, wait till you know, in a couple of weeks when they face the Bears right before they're right before they're by. Yeah, he'll probably he'll get up for that one. I I really do believe that. Believe that. Now we all had a solid showing in our uh, our, our picks. We all won nine games. So you know, was... check your math after you jibbing me a couple of times. I saw. I, well, look, I, well, look, I was able to count. Look, I counted right this time. I count like multiple times. So don't worry. Like I said, no no chance to say. Like I said, we all won nine games. Uh, that 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 fit that Eagles game, you know, what if we would have gotten ten enough for that Eagles game? Thanks a lot, uh, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, but they made Ron Rivera cry after the game because the Washington won. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I, I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you don't usually see that. He's showing a lot of emotion, but uh, yeah, so and he's sticking with Heineke too. So you know, no, he uh, should. Wentz, <laughs> he's yeah, saving say, his job right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll say we are Wentz. Yeah, Wentz uh, is supposed to be uh, eligible to come back this week. So mm, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, all right, first game up in the noon slate after uh this game, uh, Panthers and uh Ravens. Uh, sit at, but I think we're all gonna be us uh, uh even uh. Uh, agree on this one here, but just because, just for the record, yeah. uh, say go ahead. <laughs> Baltimore is favored by 13 points. The Panthers are terrible at three and seven. Baltimore is shaking in at 16, six and three. I'm going with Baltimore. It's just that simple. Simple. Keep it simple. Ravens, Baltimore. Yeah. And they're coming off a bye too. So it looks <laughs> like, looks like, uh, looks like Mark Andrews will be back too for the Ravens. So, like I said, this could be a stretch here that they may have a chance to sort of seal in at the AFC North, so we'll see what happens there. Also, I uh, don't want to forget, Jaguars, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Bucks are all on by this week, so adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. Second game up, you got the – okay, this this game be, has been moved to Detroit because there's no storm over in uh, Buffalo in that area of New York. Uh, Browns and the Bills. So, Christine, you start this one. Boy, you know, what a what a shift for, for them. I know Buffalo canceled their practice today because of traveling conditions. And I think the main concern now is can they even get to Detroit? I thought that they were already there right now, but I, I guess not. So 
the, the question is now, is that game even going to happen? Because if they can't get there, then, then what are they going to do? So I, I'm picking Buffalo because they're definitely hungry after that, that Minnesota loss. I know Josh Allen's disappointed in himself. I know he's trying to stay healthy, too, with that arm. So we'll just have to see. But for now, Buffalo, they, they got the better team over Cleveland at the moment. I think Cleveland will bounce back. Uh, because they got destroyed at, uh, down there in South Beach against the Dolphins last week. You, we mentioned about the the Buffalo loss. They gave it away to Minnesota last week. I think it's going to be surprisingly close, but pay attention to the first 10, 15 minutes of the game because, as you mentioned, Christine, we assumed that the, the Bills players would get there in time uh, to Detroit for that game. So the first few minutes, they may be a little bit distracted because of the travel, but uh, I think they'll straighten things out at the end. Buffalo should come out of there with a the win. Same reason I think Buffalo should be able to win this game. I know they're going to be itching to kind of uh, bounce back from that disappointing loss to the Vikings. And also, yeah, it might they might be a little bit slow going because of all the worst things that have been happening. You know, something's out of their control, of course, with Mother Nature, so you can't really control that. So yeah, so I would say the Bills, but yeah, they're look they're still going to be there because they got to face uh, Detroit in Detroit. So might as well for Thanksgiving, the extra week. yeah, for the yeah. Thanksgiving game on Thursday next Thursday. So. Might as well uh, get that extra week going. And uh, let me give me a second here. This, this my computer went uh, blank for a second, but I got it back. I've got it back up here, folks. Speaking of Washington, keeping up with the theme here, you got the Commanders at five and five, coming off that upset uh, win against the Eagles on Monday night. They face a one seven and one Texans. Uh, could keep it short. They really shouldn't have any problems with the Texans. I mean. Yeah, the Texans are. I know they're coming off a bye, so I'm talking about Texas, but yeah, they, they shouldn't really have too much uh, trouble with uh, the, com- uh, the 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 Texans. I'm talking about the Commanders, so they're sticking with Heineke. So I'm going to pick the Commanders. I'm going with the Commanders too. Keep it nice and simple. They're riding a big high after that huge win on Monday night. I'm going Washington as well. I'm in agreement here. Uh, <laughs> We may we might disagree here. I said we might. This uh this game coming up at noon. Uh Eagles and the four or five and one Colts. Jeff Saturday right. making his day de- his debut at home. Say so you start this one. Uh Philadelphia's favorite by seven. Uh if I was an expert in point spreads, I would take the Colts in the points. Of course, now the Colts are coming off that upset win at the Raiders last Sunday. Of course, the Eagles were upset at home. Uh due to their own self-inflicting rooms with a bunch of penalties, a bunch of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I step out? Should I step out? Should I step out? Nah. I'm going with Philadelphia. I'm going with Philadelphia. But I think it's going to be closer than what people expect. I agree. I th- This was a tough game for me to pick. I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, just because now, especially after that loss, they, they want to win. They don't want to lose to another give me game I'll call it especially with the Colts now I'm happy that Matt Ryan is back at the starting position that's how it should be in my opinion especially with the money that they're paying him but Mm -hmm. I I think it will be closer than what people expect Eagles yeah I agree I think it's going to be close for a little bit because I'm sure you could tell that there's more energy there with Jeff Saturday as the interim coach but I think the Eagles are going to be not very happy, especially now that it looks like uh, Joseph and uh, Indomitian Sue will be able to tell Joseph and Sue will be able to play. So I'm, you know, I think they're going to be itching to bounce back from the loss to Washington and I'm picking the, I'm picking the Eagles. So still agree. we might agree. We, we, we might, we might disagree on this one, this next one, Jets and Patriots in the AFC East. Of course, the Patriots already won their first game earlier uh, in the season. It's a couple weeks ago, in fact. So Christine, you start this one for us, please. 
You know, the Patriots really haven't done anything too outstanding this season. They're they're kind of slacking a little bit. Last season, when they, you know, first had Mac Jones, he was explosive. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought for sure he was going to get some sort of rookie of the year or MVP of the year. He's, I mean, he's still a great quarterback. But again, the, the Patriots, they've, they've done nothing, you know, star stunning or or whatever you want to call it so this is going to be my upset i'm picking the jets because they've gotten better as the season has gone on speaking of the jets getting better their defense has gotten better of course last year was trash mm -hmm. this year uh is is much better especially with their rookie uh defensive backs mr sauce gardner <laughs> uh mm -hmm. back there we'll show the uh, patrolling that jack's uh, secondary but they need to get better at quarterback i.e zach wilson uh, do I trust him in the big spot? I'm going with conventional wisdom. No, New England's at home. They're three and a half point favorite. I'm going with New England. Mm. Yeah, remember Saul Scarter did not play in that uh, that Patriots. I think he was knocked out of the game with the injury, so he did not play the rest of that game. I think he's going to be a big difference there. And I look like like you said, Christine. I mean, I, I look. I just need a reminder about the game against the Bears. They did not look good. So <laughs> I, don't, I, I, look, I don't really have that much faith in uh, the Patriots. So I'm going to pick yeah. the Jets and they get their revenge. All right. Well, this next game, I don't think anybody thought that these two teams would only have six wins combined uh, this season. Of course, one was the defending uh, champion Rams are at three and six. They face the Saints, and I, I don't know. This could be <laughs> uh, bad on bad on bad. I think Dennis Allen is yeah. with Andy Dalton. Uh, it looks like Stafford will be able to play. Um, you sure that's not Sean McVay calling you? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that might be him calling. Yeah, that might be him calling uh, right now as we speak. You know, like, uh, Lakita, don't be uh, divulging our secrets here. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, okay, uh, do I dare? Yeah, yeah I'll, pick the, I'll pick the Rams. I don't know why, but. It's going to be close, but I think the Rams will pull it off. I don't know why, but, yeah, I might be wrong on this one. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think I'll go with the Saints. They're three-point favorites at home. Uh, we talked about the Rams' problems. We won't go through it again. The Saints had their issues, too, but uh, they have the better defense overall. And uh, <laughs> I'm going with the Saints. This one I was going back and forth at. And now, look, Stafford's back. That's great. But now Cooper Cup is out yeah. for what four yeah. to six weeks. So yeah. that that's a main part of their offense right there. And it doesn't help that, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't been playing at all this season. We still don't know if he's gonna stay with the Rams or if he's moving on. So it's it's gonna be a trash game. I'm picking New Orleans. All right, okay, you got. Well, it's both teams to score fifty points. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's probably gonna be what it is. Yeah, fifty <laughs> points. Yeah, I don't know. What the, I don't know what the total is, but I would say like take the over, whatever the point total is, because I think it's, it's gonna be. We'll see if either the defenses uh you know come up with a big play. That might be the key here in this one. Uh, the Lions and the Giants. Uh, you start this one. Last of the new uh, games. Yeah, oh, besides, Fox besides, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fox's number one team will be there this weekend in the Oscars in New York City. The Giants are favored by three points, even at home. The Lions, of course, you saw what they did here in Chicago last Sunday afternoon. They did. They got something going. The Giants at 7-2. Those fans actually think they're going to go to the playoffs. Ain't that a you-know-what? But <laughs> just because I'm going with Logic here, they're the better team on paper. I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with the Giants, too. I still think they have a chance at the playoffs. Why not? I mean, that's probably one of the teams you didn't expect to have such a good season. So Giants this weekend. 
Oh, and they dude. and let's not forget this is a trap game for them because they go to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day yes, they, to yeah, face yes, the Cowboys. They, yeah, so let's yes, keep that do. in mind. So, yes, they do this. So they could be, they could, you know, mentally probably look ahead. But I, I think it'll I think Detroit will keep it close like usual, but I think the Giants will win this game ultimately just because they're a little bit better right now. But then again, you know, you never know with the Lions. So you saw what they did to the Bears last week. So mm-hmm. there you go. First of the three o'clock games. Uh, you got the Raiders. It's gonna be the only. For, for, I feel bad for anybody has that has this game. Uh, Raiders and Broncos, both teams. Yeah, Raiders at two and seven, and the Broncos at three and six. So, I'm oh, yeah, go ahead, say, I'm never picking the Raiders again after last week. I'm going with Denver. <laughs> <laughs> They've let me down too many times when I've picked them. So I'm I'm going Denver. Denver's favorite by two and a half. Uh, this is the only late game for Fox because remember, this is regional action for Fox this week. They do not have a double header. I'm sure they're wiping their foreheads off of that. But I'm going with the Broncos too. Russell Wilson, uh, that was a um, uh, that was uh, I, I ain't gonna break down this game. It doesn't, it doesn't deserve a breakdown. <laughs> They're the better team, they should be able to win. I'm going with Denver. No, yeah. yeah, I would say no, I'm going with Denver as well. He's on my I got I had to uh said Gino Smith because he's on by, so he's my he, Russell Wilson's my fantasy uh QB. He should week, give you so. some of the good numbers this week. They're yeah, at I home. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he makes a big numbers for me because I need to I have a four game losing streak going on in fantasy. So I need to uh, snap mm. that uh, losing streak. Yeah, uh, I've been there. Case, trust me, it's not fun. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've had that some years back. So yeah, it's last not good, year so. is every week injuries, injuries. Yes, I, I think we only won one game, two games last Ooh. year. In oh dear. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Oh dear. <laughs> well, we'll move on here. Let's talk about a good, should be a good one here. The CBS game of the week, of course, number one team, Jim Nance, Tony Roman, and Tracy Wilson will be on the call for this one. You got the Cowboys and the Vikings. Sid, you start this one for us, please. Uh, Dallas is a one and a half point favorite on the road. Of course, the Vikings are eight and one. Cowboys are six and three. Cowboys, as we mentioned, they gave that game away at Green Bay last week. Minnesota survived. Uh, in overtime against the Broncos, sorry, against the Bills. Remember, both these teams do play on Thanksgiving Day. The Minnesota's hosting the Patriots, while the Cowboys are hosting the Giants. So I think it's going to be a very good game. I think Dallas will learn their lesson. I had them in a close one by a field goal. So I'm going with Dallas on the road. Uh, I'm picking Minnesota. I mean, after that game last week, how can you not think that they have a chance against, you know, America's team, so to speak? So I'm. I'm going with Minnesota, especially since they're at home too. And and we just saw that amazing catch that just Justin Jefferson had, which deservedly so he's the offensive player of the week. So I'm I'm sticking with Minnesota. Yeah, I am too. I, I think I know uh, I know Justin Jefferson, you know, had a little bit of a toe. Uh uh injury, but he mm-hmm. was a full a uh, full participant today, so that's not gonna be an issue for for him. I just don't trust Dallas. I, I don't. And I think that win by the against the Bills by the Vikings, they proved to folks that they are for real. So, and yeah, this this could be a slugfest. So, should be this could be this could be a playoff preview. So, who knows? But uh, I'm picking Minnesota for this one. Um, AFC North, you got the Bengals and the Steelers. Uh, shoot, uh, I I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Cincinnati team you're gonna get. Are you gonna get the Cincinnati team that gave up like eight sacks in their quarterback? I know Jamar Chase is still out. I think he's still out. I I think so. That's yeah. gonna be a, that's gonna be the even uh, Steven there. 
Um, I think Cincinnati still has a shot, but I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh pulls off the upset. So, but I am going to pick uh, the Bengals. Josh, I think I'm going with the Steelers just because with the Bengals, you really, like you said, Kina, you don't know what team you're going to get. And I think the Steelers are, are going to somehow fine tune whatever problems they got going on. Did you say wh where was the game at? Was it Pittsburgh? It was, okay, mm -hmm. even more so to pick. Yeah, the Steelers fans are ruthless. I, I it's hard to play in in that stadium, but uh, because it's mainly at home, I'm going with the Steelers. We saw what the Steelers did last week to a bad Saints team. Of course, Cincinnati had the week off. As of right now, I'm starting Joe Burrow on my fantasy team over Dak Prescott. I need Joe Burrow to uh, put up some big numbers mm -hmm. along with Mr. Tyler yeah. Boyd, who I have yes. starting on my fantasy team. And that Steelers secondary is trash. The Bengals are favored by four four points on the road. I'm going with Cincinnati. Should be interesting you know, game here as it usually is between these two teams in the AFC North. Good one here in the AFC West. And the Sunday night, you've got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Sid, you start this one. Uh, the Chargers are five-point underdogs at home. We saw what happened to them last Sunday night on the road against San Francisco. Well, the Chiefs, uh, like Christine said, they're still good, but they're not as dominant as they were in years mm -hmm. past. The Chargers mm -hmm. need this one more than the Chiefs. I'm going to step out. I'm going with the Chargers. I almost went with the Chargers too in my pick because when they when they faced you know the 49ers last week, I was nervous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like if they actually pull mm -hmm. off this win, this is gonna be huge for them. But you know, I, I think right now Justin Herbert is trying to figure out what team he's got underneath his belt. It's been a tougher season for him. Uh, it's the same thing with what happened with Mac Jones with the Patriots, Justin mm -hmm. Herbert. He was super explosive last year with the Chargers. Now it's kind of a new ball game. So because I think of the of the um of the stability and who knows their team best, it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I'm going with Kansas City. I don't know why, but I feel like the Chargers, especially, it looks like uh, both uh, Mike Williams and Ken Allen are going to be, uh, looks like they are going to play. So that should help them a lot, too. I don't know what's going on with that defense and the, with the Chargers, but look, they've, they've they played very close. So I'm, 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 I'm picking the Chargers. I'm going to pick the upset. This is going to be my upset pick uh, of the week. All right, Monday Nighter here. You got the 49ers and the Cardinals in the NFC West matchup in Mexico City. Ooh. Christine, you start this one. Jimmy G, Jimmy G. <laughs> I'm going with the 49ers. They they have a solid team now. They're they're stacked, in my opinion, between them and Minnesota. They, they got a great offensive line. Um, Arizona's struggling right now. And, you know, I didn't even know last week when the Rams were playing against Arizona that Kyler Murray was going to be out. So that was a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. to so I, I'm picking the 49ers. We don't know where Kyler Murray is at right now. And 49ers, I think, have the stronger team. Yeah, Christian, Christian McCaffrey should have a strong game for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. San Francisco is an eight-point favorite. I'm going with the 49ers. Enough said. Yeah, I think it's. I would take the under too. I think I think the, uh, the Cardinals are going to cover because you know uh, the 49ers will do some like weird stuff, but I think the 49ers will win this uh, this one. I think it's going to be close, a little bit closer than what the the odds may. I know that was eight and a half. I think that's the that's the uh, that's the point. But I mean uh, that's the 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 difference there. But yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit closer because you're playing. It's it's basically a neutral site game, so you're going to be playing mm -hmm. in that environment, very high altitude, so you don't know how guys are going to react. So. 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. And uh, last but not least, or least, you know, depending on how you look at it, you got the Bears. <laughs> you got the Bears and the Falcons. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I, you know, this could be like I, like I said earlier. We did our preview. Sid. I mean, this could be like first like thirty or thirty-five. I know both these teams are going to score their points because their defenses are kind of. I think both Cordell of them Paris, are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Cordell Paris, I think is going to get his his numbers. I know it's going to be his former team, so I know he's going to be uh, gearing for this one. Looks like Dave Montgomery will be will be a go for the game. He was full participant. Uh, Jesus, I I don't know. This could could, could this come down to a kid called a uh, cool, uh, field goal? Maybe. Uh, it'll be a close one, but I'm, I'm picking the Falcons. I don't know why. I think because they're at home. Now this was in uh, Chicago. They're playing like in the twenty, like twenty eight degrees. Is this going to be here on Sunday? Then I probably would pick the Bears, but I'm picking the Falcons. Christine, I'll let you go next. (laughs) I'm still so mad that the Bears did not keep Cordell Patterson because I believe this is the first time he's facing his former team since being released from the the Bears. And it still gets me so mad. I I wish out of anybody on that roster that they would have held on to him because that is a that is a strong player, a strong leader and just an overall a good guy off the field, too. Um, but who knows? Chicago could actually somehow pull this game out. I've I've gone back and forth on this a couple of times. I've seen that uh, that a lot of uh, predictors are saying that the Bears could actually win this one, and it, it's so tough because I saw the game when Atlanta was playing Tampa Bay, and Atlanta had it. I mean, they were right there, and I thought for sure that they were going to get that win. It's tough, and the Bears have their own issues going on right now. Um, I hope I can see Fields throw more. If not, it, it's uh, I'm just going around in circles, avoiding my pick right now. As you <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, I think I'm going to go with Chicago. They have surprised us a lot this season. I would not be surprised by any means if they lose this game. But I am picking Chicago reluctantly. Do 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 All right, say so that's enough. <laughs> uh, Smokey Mara Robinson, the miracles, uh, tears of a yeah. cloud for those of you scoring at home. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you, Christy. I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. It's a bad. Uh, it's it's almost like the election choosing uh, the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm gonna regret this one, but I'm going with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. This is a this is a pick em game. So like, would either it team, is. You know, it somebody, is. look, someone you know, could say, do something stupid, and the other team could take advantage of it. Look, that's usually yeah. what happens yeah. to these kind of games. Stupid. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and those are our picks for uh, week eleven. And yeah, Atlanta's favored by three for three, the record. Oh. Mm. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Oh, that might. Mm, mm. All right, listen. Second season as we all uh, wrap up our NFL Week Eleven picks. This is Second Season Sports on Sports Hill Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, our girl KXRB's Christine Manica, uh, joining us today in these last few minutes. Of course, that she usually does on Fridays. Um, let's see here. I know you're going to be gearing up for that uh, Notre Dame uh, Boston College game tomorrow. Fun! It's going to be a fun one. I mean, oh, I yeah. Excited. What did what Marcus Freeman say? He said that the high is supposed to be 28 degrees. Yeah. And he's like, there's no such thing as cold, tough boys. My team's going to be warm, tough boys, whatever. He said if they don't dress for the game, it's too 
bad. Like it's their own fault, pretty much. With that, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some people think that Notre Dame has an outside shot of making the playoff. I was like, no, they got too many losses. It's not going to happen. You should take care of, of, take care, take care of that opponent tomorrow. But because you have USC next week. Which they yep. they're gonna have a battle yeah. with UCLA tomorrow. So uh, if you know that thing, you better get that win because uh, it's, it could possibly get ugly next week against USC. Oh, and yes. if you have the bid that USC loses to UCLA tomorrow, whoo, Notre Dame gonna get even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. Plus the you know, USC still has an outside shot of getting into the playoffs, so they they got a lot to play for. So of course, of course, mm-hmm. they gotta take care of business against UCLA as well. Uh, Illinois, I see you're wearing, you're with that. Uh, the Illinois sweatshirt uh, there, Christine. You know, do you think they got a chance against Michigan tomorrow? No. <laughs> they lost against Purdue. <laughs> last, short they lost against, yeah, they, they lost against Purdue last week, which should have been an easy win for them. You, you got to give them credit for having the season that they have been having, though. Yeah, 7-4 and four overall. Uh, we talked about it, Lakina. They lost uh, close. Uh, both of them were close games to Michigan State and uh, Purdue at home last week. Trace Brown got injured toward the end of the game last week. It looks like he may play tomorrow. If he does, there'll be a limited action. Of course, uh, 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 Ann Arbor, Michigan, they had some snow. Uh, it's not yeah. as big as Buffalo, but it's still going to be tough at Illinois tomorrow. I'll root for him, but uh, Michigan may have something in store for him because remember, Michigan plays Ohio State next week. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. There's gonna be a lot. I'm sure. If, look, if you're Fox, you're hoping and praying that both both Michigan and Ohio State win tomorrow. That way, you can definitely hype up you know that game on uh, next Saturday. Uh, so college hoops. Actually, Illinois had a, a solid week this week. I know Baylor did as well. I know that Kansas beat Duke in uh, that classic. You know, and also uh, Michigan State got the best of Kentucky. Uh, Baylor versus Virginia. That's uh, tonight. We'll. You just see what their mindset is. I'll talk about Virginia after what happened, sadly, what happened on their campus um, uh, this uh, this past weekend. Just awful. What's going? What went on and transpired there? A lot of holiday tournaments going on too. So you know, like a lot of neutral site games. I know Loyola. Did Loyola lose that game? I'm trying to think. Did Loyola lose that game in that uh, that tournament down there in South Carolina? I gotta look that up real quick. But uh, yeah, so a lot of college hoops action. Of course, got the World Cup starting uh, yeah. tomorrow as well. So. A lot of great sports, of course, you know, NFL, NBA. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about the Bulls, Christine? Every time you ask that, I got to shake my head and say no, because we, we've seen what this team can do when they're in when they're in a tough stretch. You, you know, I it's still early in the season, so I, I want to be packing it in just yet, Bulls fans. All right, we have a couple of um, topics left with Christine right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We have a couple of minutes left. Before we get to the adventures of you and the male friend on the radio th- this week, um, Elon Musk, who's now the head of Twitter, he fired some more employees this week. Some other employees re- uh, resigned as well. Do you think this is the beginning of the end of Twitter? No, I, anyone who's jumping off the deep end of that, no. I Twitter has been an anonymous, an anonymy, an anonymous. I can't anonymy, say yeah, anonymy, anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> say it five times fast. I, yeah. No, I can't. So no, <laughs> I, I no. The people are jumping to conclusions way, way too soon with all of this. Well, yeah, and he said, and they actually just you know brought back some of those engineers, so I think for anybody, yeah. so I, I look, guess I'll, yeah. be, I'll be honest, I don't know the entire situation, I only know bits and pieces, 
of what's going on. But I think when any, when any, you know, new owner comes into a company, you can expect a lot of changes. And I think some employees at Twitter have been used to a certain routine and a certain leadership for some time mm -hmm. that this is just an adjustment for them. It could be a drastic adjustment, but it doesn't mean that he's necessarily doing anything wrong. He's just structuring the organization the way that he envisions it as a business, not just an entity, but as a business in general. Would you pay, uh, what was it, Lakina, $8 a month or $5 a month to have or a blue check blue. next to your name? You know, if it if it means that people can say that I am who I am, yeah, I still I've been trying to look. I've had Twitter since two thousand nine. I'm still trying to get a check mark by my name. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all trying to get a check mark. Uh, yeah, I'm not paying eight dollars a month for it. Um, but that's just <laughs> that's just yeah. that's just uh me. But uh, anything else to uh, say you want to talk about before we disperse? Uh, yeah, real quick before we disperse, Christine, what how was the uh, hosting the morning show with the male friend this week? Listen, folks, listening to uh, to you guys, uh, stayed abroad and per uh, perhaps worldwide abroad via the internet. No, oh, yeah, it, it was great. I my my old my other co-host, he uh, he was in Kansas City for a uh, conference this week, a farming conference. Mm -hmm. So he'll be back Monday. But yeah, it was fun to to do the show with Chris. He even he's so great. You know, he he wakes up early in the morning, comes in the studio, and he he, he kept it entertaining. And he brought me coffee. I mean, come on. Oh, that's well, you oh. gotta love that. <laughs> Also, you got yeah, you gotta love that. Now, uh, some of the pronunciations you'll go into baseball for a second. That the White Sox might you know, make a play for Aaron Judge. That's what some go of the, for uh, it. Why not? They should, but will they? Yeah, they even give him a legit offer. I'm all for it. You know, if they can at least put a put a decent offer in there, have at it. Yeah, it's yeah they'll definitely make up for the Manny Machado yeah. foolishness from 2019. Hey, at least they gave him a good offer. I, I give them a lot of respect for giving Machado a good offer, like I said last week. Yeah, that's exactly. So it might be, like I said, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be very interesting because you got a lot. Look, there are a lot of free agents that are going to be out there. You know, Trey Turner, there's nothing that's mm -hmm. being floated around there, perhaps. Uh, Let's see here. Like I said, it's going to be a whole look. They've already, uh, the Blue Jays have traded uh, Teal, Teal Scar Hernandez. Uh, for Adam Mako and uh, re reliever Eric Swanson, so they've already to so the Mariners, so they've already made a nice uh, big trade there. We're talking about the the Blue Jays, so they're making some moves, and uh, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's gonna be interesting. Got the winter meetings coming up in a couple of weeks, so I I'm wondering, like, you know, will any either one of these teams, you know, those the Sox or the Cubs, will they really make a play for guys like Carlos Correa? I mean, that that's Nancy floating around there mm -hmm. for the Cubs, so. Go for Verlander. At least he'll be on our team. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be, like I said, like you said earlier, we talked about the award of winners. I mean, he's not, he declined the uh, the qualifying offer from the Astros, so he is a free agent. Be interested to see who he does. I mean, he might, look, he, he said himself he might go back to Houston, so who knows? As we said before, Mr. Ryan Starf and his group has money, but they operate like a small market team. I uh, know they uh, they may shave uh, shave off some payroll for this upcoming season. The White Sox, I think around they, I think they're around 180, 185 million in terms of payroll right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully uh, they'll they'll trade a, a um, they'll trade a couple of pieces just to improve that team. But if this is legit that they'll make a play for Aaron Judge, I'm all for it as well. 
the research to see if they do make a play for Jose Abreu. Like some people may mm-hmm. have said that they may he might go back to the White Sox. Um, that, yeah, uh, but also the Astros and the Mets, you know, the, that he'll be a good fit. On, I hate to say it, he'll be a good fit on the north side. I mean, well, I mean, would he want to win though? I mean, are they gonna be ready to win? That's that's the whole thing, too, with the Cubs. I'm, I'm with, How I'm with you, looking if I'm hoping for you, if you want me, okay, who else is coming with me? Yeah, that's gonna be really the the thing. yeah, that's gonna be the thing. Like, are, are the Cubs gonna be ready to, to contend uh, next year? That's a whole different thing. I mean, if you're going to want to go for guys like the Correas and the Abreus, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm sure they're going to want to waste their year if they're still going to be rebuilding or at least trying to like get the building blocks going. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we know St. Louis is good, but look what happened to them last year. They lost to, to the mm-hmm. team that went to the World Series in Philadelphia. Milwaukee didn't make the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are both rebuild, rebuilding. So the division's right there if they make the smart moves. They, yeah, this they decided. Yeah, they said same thing for the White Sox. I mean, I think your know, Kansas City is still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Detroit's still trash. They're still well. I mean, yeah, they're not, they're not very good still. Uh, I mean, you know, Cleveland. You know, can they replicate what they did, what they what they did last this past season? Who knows? Minnesota. I think you know they're they're still cutting payroll. Will they make any big moves? So the the, the AL Central there for the White Sox to take it if they make the right moves. Yeah. All right, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter. Yes, we're still on Twitter, folks. <laughs> and Akino is going to be on the eyes. You look, I've already told friends I'm not going to get no freaking TikTok, so they better. <laughs> yeah, those for the young kids anyway. Christine is in their generation, so. Oh, no, not me. I don't have a TikTok. Oh, I said for your generation. Your... Oh, yeah. I am. Um, what is it? I was a Vine person. Vine was in before TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. To Vine. So, yeah, that's a little nutty there. Yeah. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you? Follow me on Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb. Make sure you download. Go oh, ahead, no, again. Sorry, no, I was going to say that. Uh, make sure you guys uh, look for uh, Marion Hosta's uh, retire Jersey retirement ceremony. That's going to be this Sunday on uh, uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Also, shout out yes. to David Kaplan, who's leaving yes. NBC Sports Chicago. Could he be uh, the new Bears pre and post game host? You know, for ESPN One Thousand. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Stop the cap. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Make sure you download our podcast at War on Inker and follow War Media at WAR Media on all social media accounts. And we'll we thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as the kids would say. Catch Second City Sports live in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And don't forget, you can catch Sports Zone Chicago on Roku TV. Yes, you can. So just you know, add Sports Zone Chicago on your whatever device you got, whether it's your smart TV, you know, computer, whatever PC you have, uh, your smartphone. Whatever device that you got, you know, Sports on Chicago, you can catch our show, Sean and Maya. What's mm-hmm. up, cuz? The Smoke Fellas. I'm sure they're going to have a great show uh, coming up tomorrow. I'm talking about the Smoke Fellas. Also, mm-hmm. we have a viewing party coming up this Sunday. It'll be at Output Lounge Sports Bar just outside the United Center. 
1758 West Grand Avenue in Chicago. So doors open at 11 o'clock. You know, Sid and I will not be there, but, you know, to have some Miller lights uh, on us. So, yeah, you can watch uh, Bears and Falcons and, and, and that shootout. Yeah, you watch Justin Fields tear up that Falcons defense, and the Falcons will tear up that bad Bears defense. So <laughs> it, it, it will be fun. So those of you that are heading out there, have a good time. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I'll say, drink, but not too much. Drink responsibly, folks. That's all that's Yes, that's all that yes. Are. Do not drink it dry. Do exactly. Exactly. So I know it's a little bit cold and snowy in a lot of parts of the country, but stay Arr. warm out there. <laughs> yeah, stay warm out there, folks. You're not getting vaccinated. Wash your hands. It'll be good to each other. For Sydney Brown, KXRB's Christine Manica, I'm Lakina McGee. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you next week. Da Bears. Holla! <laughs>